previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. I just find that. So you liked him. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Now, do you think you'd like him better than the cheddar? Probably not, I'm guessing. Uh, probably not. She really liked the Well, they're I, not cheddar. cheddar. What are they? Cheese and onion? I, yeah, yeah, I'd be no. curious what the actual salt and vinegar ones yes, taste like. Yeah. It's got a bit, it's got more it's of a It's a little bit more cake. vinegar. Yeah. Yeah, okay. no, those yeah. would be good. But I, that was pretty good. The Littles, I was shocked. I was so hungry, and I was like, you know what? I got to open these. I'll eat one and throw them away. That, that was my thought. bag. Well, well, not well. only did I eat the bag, that's like my third bag. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh. I've been eating I have not seen you I eat know, these I've been, chips. I've been sneaking them around <laughs> because... Welcome back to the 250th episode of the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network for the 250th time. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Littles. Hey, Mo. Hey, Mo. How's it going? It is great. I can't believe 250 episodes and this is the one I get to be on. How great is that? Absolutely. Well, well-deserved. Your big win that we finally figured out. Now, forgive us. We have all these other episodes written down. We forgot to look up yours. What episode number are you? 86. 86. correct. <laughs> Roxy was checking <laughs> yeah. your math. Um, okay. So for the listeners that don't know, this is Maurice Warner, uh, episode 86. Yep. From and you live down in the DC area, right? Chevy Chase, DC, yes. Absolutely. Yes. All right. Well, welcome to the Loyal Littles podcast. As a third to, wheel. As a third wheel for our 250th episode. We thought this would be special for you. Now, how this happened, Littles, was because during Jingle Fest, he entered the, the raffle. raffle. Mm-hmm. Okay. To be a third wheel on one of the show. prizes was you get to be a third wheel with Chuck and Roxy on the Loyal Littles podcast. And uh-huh. we were going to do it last week, and Roxy, you came up with the most brilliant idea. You were like, well, wait a minute. Next week, we're doing 150. 250. Or what did I say? Oh, my God. <laughs> 250 and she's like we should wait and do it then yeah this will be an extra special yeah. and uh, i mean it took us a while to figure out that you were our winner yeah that too um, <laughs> well Thanks, yes Tina. there was a bit of confusion there <laughs> a little bit because we, we all uh i i had to leave in a huff because i had to get home right. to see my girls and i was going to give my raffle tickets to dina and damascus I sh- afterwards i thought about like i should have just taken a picture of them yeah. um and then like just as i was leaving to like give her a hug someone knocked over her her drink or something like that. I don't yeah, know she knocked over her own drink. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's let's not yeah. cut her that much slack. <laughs> lemon drop. Lemon drop. Yes, lemon drop. <laughs> but we figured but, it but out. We figured it out. You're here. This yes. is great. We've got so much to get into. So many bookkeeping items to get to. Uh huh. First things first. We're going to start with this because we had so many people write in about this. But happy fiftieth birthday, Rup Sharma. Episode forty eight. Uh, episode forty eight. He even got some love on the big show. He did. That was uh, thanks awesome. to Claire Natola because they did the announcement. I believe it was yesterday. They all got together in Cincinnati, mm-hmm. and Cincinnati, excuse me. <laughs> and for a little gathering, it was like their own little summer of littles type of situation. I, they sent me a picture. I know Anthony Beeson was there. Episode nine. Yes. And he sent me a nice picture. He asked me if I wanted to tell Roop anything, and I just said, "Tell him to eat it." That's all I could say. So I'm sure a good time was had by all. And we don't normally do those, but we had so many people write in about that. And we're happy to do it. And thanks to Claire Natola, episode one, she is not of this earth. And she is a fairy spirit, according to Mr. Tony. Yeah. Now, if she's not from this earth, I think this is probably getting written into the big show, but Ooh. she must be from another planet, right? I mean, we all are in agreement with that. So, <laughs> Mo, you're a, you're a never not funny guy, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Just want to make it's sure. It's never not funny. Otherwise, this episode never is over. So she's definitely not from Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. All right, let's get into some of the bookkeeping now, uh, you two, because we've got some exciting news. But let's go in order. We have Summer of Littles. Five. uh, Summer of Littles, five. August 5th. It's the summer place to be. And the website is? Summeroflittles.com. All the information is there. 
it is now time to reserve. Yes. So go to the website, click on your city, make sure you reserve your spot. Let your host know you're coming. Are you ready, Roxy? I'm ready. Oh, wait, it's time? <laughs> Mo, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. So, Roxy, part of his duties as being third wheel of the 250th episode of the Loyal Littles podcast is he's going to announce where Chuck and Roxy <laughs> will be spending Summer of Littles. Yes. All right, Mo, take it away. Go for it. Wait, should we wait for a drum roll? All right. Chuck and Roxy will be appearing at Table Rock Lake, Pier 28, Pizza and Grill. And that is hosted by Alex Cobb, episode 152, and Brian Moeller, 167. Yes. And yes. that is so, going to be in Missouri. Yes. yes. So congratulations, you t- Brian, especially, for like putting this ridiculous gift bag and basket together. No, whatever he said. <laughs> He's, it's now, what are we calling it? Roxy's, Roxy's birthday. Birthday um, extravaganza, right? Or something. Something like something that. Something like that. It's the kickoff to Summer of it's Littles, the kickoff. actually. Well, that was part of it. Okay, right. that, that's why we lean that way, because mm-hmm. we're like, okay, this is the kickoff to Summer of Littles. Yes. It's the only one taking place on Friday night. Yep. Now, the question is, where are we going to be for Saturday? <laughs> that we're leaving a mystery. We ain't telling everyone where we are. But in all seriousness, also, for those of you that don't remember, about a year ago, it was Tiny Chuck's 50th birthday. Mm-hmm. We had all these plans to go out. Uh, his lovely wife had this whole thing set up for him. It was a big party, and all his friends were going to be there. And for those of you that don't know, this is odd. I did not miss his 30th or his 40th. Right. Okay? Right. I've known Chuck for that long, mm-hmm. and I was at his 30th in New York City, and then I was at his 40th in Springfield, Missouri. Yep. And last year we had plans. We had flights. We had everything. And literally two days before the flight, Chuck here got COVID. Yep. So we had to cancel all those plans. And then they just had their baby in February. So we've been trying to plan a time when we can go out to meet the baby. Yes. And And this seemed like the perfect opportunity. So while we're out there, we're going to be doing Summer of Littles. And maybe this will be a trip. Maybe this will be a thing where now we, every year we go. We go somewhere. We go somewhere. We go to a different location for Summer of Littles. I would love that. I know. travel. I mean, I feel bad for the New York City, you know, Littles because they're great. Ritz is going to hold down the fort. Oh, absolutely. And maybe Sid will be there. Yep. Simon won't. But I mean, it's just been a good time. We've had a blast the last two years. And it's so a strong community here in New York City. It is. It's always a great turnout. And we really appreciate that. It can't just be because of us. <laughs> no, so no. New York City, keep, keep it rolling. up. Come out to Summer Littles. It's going to be a good time. It's still at Hurley's. You can get pictures in Nigel's Corner, yes. all that good stuff. Yes. So now for the second big announcement, Roxy. Uh-huh. Mo, where are you going to be for Summer Littles? Well, I'm going to go where I went last year, which is where DACA Brewing in Laytonsville, Maryland, hosted mm. by Dean in Damascus. So yes. I'm hopefully not going to spill her drink uh, or watch her spill <laughs> any drinks this time. Just don't let and, her have any uh, lemon drops. <laughs> well, and even if there is, she said there won't be any raffles. No, so, right. So you don't have so to worry about raffle tickets. she not have to be tickets. in charge of anything like that. She could just sit back and have a good time. Now, Littles, Roxy and I can also attest that that's a great place. It's an awesome spot. We got to go down for Claire's birthday party, surprise yes, birthday did. party last mm-hmm. October. Yep. And we also had it there. And it's a fantastic place. It's awesome. And hello, Super G might be showing up. Hey. Yeah. So. <laughs> Let's move on to the next big announcement. Okay. We have so many, okay? September 5th, La Cheeserie Night. Part Syracuse de. Mets, part deux. Okay, we told you there'd be information. There's information. There's even better than information. There's a new website. Ooh. Littles, head on over to lacheeserie.com. It's that simple. Yep. Lacheeserie.com. Before I forget, we have a huge shout out involved in this. It's Betsy Jaffe, rhymes with Taffy. Episode 85. Episode 85. She built the site. I forgot about that. Yeah. Okay. Or I think she worked on this that portion was of it. One episode before me. Oh, that's, oh, that's right. right. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So eat it, Mo. No. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, make sure you head on over there. Everything's there. Yeah. They've got the arrangements for the tickets, the hotel if you want to spend the night yes. or nights, mm -hmm. as some people might want to do. I know a lot of people are making a little weekend out of it because it's uh, Labor Day weekend. I love how every single Littles event now is it's turning, turning into, into an extravaganza. Yes, exactly. Well, I mean, that's a good area because yes. Cooperstown's not ridiculously far. No, it's not. So you can go to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. I know the Toy Hall of Fame is up there. Yep. I know for TK listeners, that's a big one. And Loyal Little Podcast listeners, that's a big thing. Yeah. And uh, just stuff like that. So, yeah, there's a lot going on up there. Uh, I also know, that I think Bruce Springsteen's playing up there a couple days after oh, cool. uh, in that area. I know some littles are thinking of hitting that while they're there. Yeah. And just stuff like that. Great. So it should be a good time. So LaCheeserie.com, all the information is there. That's September 5th, a month after Summer of Littles. Yes. So, all right. Let's get to some email. All right. Should we do a newbie first? Sure. Okay. Chuck and Roxy, good evening. So I have spent the month of July listening to countless episodes of your podcast. Love it. And I will write more about that later, but I had to comment on the Yankees, Giants, and Mets, Jets fandom. <laughs> Besides the Jets playing at Shea Stadium, the New York football Giants actually played at Yankee Stadium, the old one, from 1956 to 1973. Yankee Stadium hosted three NFL championship games, including the one on December 28, 1958, which is known as the greatest game ever played. Just some wisdom for life. Oh. Keep up the great pods. Chris Campbell, episode TBD. Hi, Chris. Mo, do you know anything about that game? I mean, I remember hearing about the it. Greatest and I know game the ever Giants played. Did play in Yankee Stadium, but no, I don't remember that. Yeah, I knew that. I knew these teams played yeah. in these, and that's why I get so frustrated about them playing in Jersey and la la la. Because I'm like, there's places they could play here. They can play in Yankees. Why can't they still play in Yankee mm -hmm. Stadium? And well, now it's what City Field. But I get it. They want their own space and all that kind of stuff. But all right, Roxy, you got the next one. Yes, this is from Toby, episode two forty six. Hi, Chuck and Roxy, emailing to say hi and follow up on my time at Denison with Nigel. Yes, we were there together for two years. I won't say who was there first and who left last. We did meet at Jingle Fest and talked for a few minutes reminiscing about Denison and name dropping. I did a little digging today and found this gem. See attached photo for News Channel 12. We both worked on the production of She Stoops to Conquer in 1988. Mark was cast as Dick Muggins, and I lit him brilliantly as the lighting designer. We ran out of time in my interview, but Nigel and I share something else. I have spent my life teaching people how to reset the board to zero. I started as the chief engineer at WDUB at Denison in 1987 and really haven't stopped. Have I mentioned that Robbie234 and I are hosting the Summer of Little's venue in D.C.? We will be at Atlas Brew House on Half Street in Southwest. See the Summer of Little's website for more info and to RSVP. We have room for you, Roxy and Chuck. If you want to come back down to shop for real estate, cheers, Toby, episode 246. Oh, now, can that be a thing? Can people start upping their offer and we change plans? Is that possible? I mean, we I mean, booked our flights. <laughs> I think we need to stick with the plan, We probably Chuck. should have read that earlier in the episode before we announced <laughs> where we were going to be. Maybe. But it That's seemed right. like the appropriate time. So, yes, yeah, summeroflittles.com. Make sure you head over there and make your reservations. Yes. Did we miss something? Mo, did, did we know about Nigel's theater bug? Did we know about this? No. I yeah. had no idea. Nope. So, I mean, I know he's a stand-up comedian. Right. And stuff like that. Yeah. But I didn't know that he was one. So we might have to do some deep dive into that. Mm -hmm. So I love yeah. that. He, and he sent pictures of the playbill and stuff like that yep. in the uh, email. So yep. that was really nice. So thanks cool. for that. Next, we heard from Chris Davenport, episode 65. Did someone say Star Wars collector glasses? It was Burger King, Chuck, not McDonald's. <laughs> 
Anyone who collected these knows it's amazing if they're still in one piece. <laughs> That's probably true. Yeah. Then we heard from Todd Decay, episode 115. Chuck and Roxy, in regards to your last episode, so do you think Kevin, episode 249, can he reference bottles as well as cans? I have one I can't identify. Oh. So I don't know. Interesting. Maybe. Maybe. Kevin. Get in touch. Todd Decay, episode 115. Mm-hmm. Or just let us know. We'll read the email next time and yeah. we'll just go back and forth that yeah. way. <laughs> All right. You got the next one, right, Roxy? Yep. Debbie Mittman, episode 67. I'm listening to the latest pod and I've learned that my town, Beltsville, Maryland, is a hotbed for rusty commemorative beer cans. Information for life. I guess they forgot to include our claim to fame on the town's welcome sign. <laughs> Debbie. <laughs> we haven't heard from Debbie in a while. No. Now, do you know anything about can collecting, Mo, the rusty, what are they called? The rusty buckets? The rusty bunch. The rusty bunch. That's what it is. I mean, I've seen people, like we used to have a place, like a, an old beer place here in DC called the Brick Skeller that like had a wall of cans and bottles, but ah. like, that's about it. Okay. I've never heard of anybody actually collecting cans as yeah. a hobby. Gotcha. All right. Then we heard from another newbie, Bill Miklas. I, I'm sure I'm not saying that right. Episode TBD. Hopefully he'll be on the pod soon and we'll get that. It says, Roxy, how can you just be watching A Few Good Men now? (laughs) The witness is dismissed. I agree. I agree. Look, I've tried. Littles, maybe you should start writing in. What's another Tom Cruise movie Uh, that she should watch? I mean, I'm... They're going to say all of them. They're going to go down the list. Not all of them, I don't think. Because you know what? I've never even seen... uh, What's the big hit franchise he does? Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. I've never seen any of those. I I just don't really have any... I I do like the theme song. Really? Yeah. No, I've never seen them, though. Nothing. But wow. I, I'm dying for her to see uh, what's the chick flick with the football player? <laughs> Cuba. Cuba. Oh, Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. I'm like, hello. Well, I'm sitting here willing. I'm like, it's a chick flick. Let's watch like it. She's like, one, I don't want to watch that it. That one, Risky Business, Top Gun. Oh, yeah, those Risky are, Business. Those yeah. are the more iconic, I think. Yeah. If you want to call him iconic. <laughs> but well, I'm not saying he's the greatest actor on this planet or anything like that. <laughs> I just, these movies are good. That's why A Few Good Men is just a good yeah, movie. Yeah, the writing was very good. It's just a great movie. You, you can skip Cocktail, though. Oh, she already she I, saw that last I week. I sort of saw that so last week. it was in week. the background. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cocktails, eh. Yeah, it was a little, yeah. But Top uh, Gun's another one. You've seen like, Cocktail, but you haven't seen Jerry Maguire? What's, what's going on by here? Accident. Completely by accident. Yeah, she, she was not happy when she came home. <laughs> no. She's like, you're not going to believe what they had on in the background. No. So, anyway, all right. <laughs> Next, we have for Jenny Robbins, episode 57. Haven't heard from her in a while. Yeah. And, it, you know, it brought up a thought. You know, it started thinking about all these people that we saw at Jingle Fest two years ago when we got to uh-huh. go, our first ever. Yep. And we met all these new friends, and we were looking so excited to seeing them again. And then they weren't there this year. So I that know. was kind of a bummer. Life yeah. happens. Yeah. Okay. Jenny Robbins, episode 57. Chuck, seriously, you don't remember Ted McGinley on Happy Days as Roger or Ace on The Love Boat? Okay. I got a lot of crap for this. Look, I brought up High School USA. I threw that one at mm-hmm. you, although I don't necessarily think he was in that. But uh, I completely forgot. He was that guy in all yeah. these shows. And, and he, I, you know, I knew he was on Happy Days, but in the moment when we were discussing it, for some reason, I had both of their, like, who he is, like, yeah. who he actually is, and what he looked like back then, and I just didn't make the connection that it was the same person. Right. But I did know that he was right. in Happy Days. Now, Mo, are you watching Shrinking? No, I'm not watching Shrinking, but I do remember Ted McGinley, not only from Happy Days and Love Boat and Dynasty and such, but he was the quarterback in Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. I cannot. I'm such a dope. I cannot believe I'm just. You made me watch that, right? Yes, we did. I made (laughs) Booger and all those. Come on. Yeah. That's a classic. Yeah. That's a classic. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You're right. (laughs) Lambda, 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 right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. 
Roxy's still looking at me. Maybe we'll have to watch it again, Roxy, because no, you clearly I'm, forgot. I'm good. I'm good. Um, but anyway, yes, Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, that, he's definitely, he's more than that guy. On Bill Simmons' Rewatchables, they always have a category, the That Guy Award. Yeah, right. You know, like, who's in the movie that you're like, you've seen in every movie, but you don't know his name. Right. You know, that kind of, he's right. that guy. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Ted's obviously above that. But, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. a good one. So, all right, we're almost out of here, and time to get to our big Meet the Littles guest. But first, I cannot think of a bigger honor for a third wheel than to read our final email before going into our meet the little segment yes so all right take it away mo dear choxy ooh, i nailed it says roxy after making a vague statement covering 20 a wide range of years with no context to a show ted mcginley may or may not have been in thank you the guy was in happy days the love boat and dynasty each show he appeared in multiple years as recurring characters the dude has a solid 20-year stretch where he was on tv each year on a very popular show Nailed it. <laughs> uh, I mean, more importantly, Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, yes. Episode one seventy. Forgot that not, one. Episode one seventy. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yes, but he actually for, also forgot to mention that the secret to keeping babies rash free is you don't use traditional wipes on the babies, especially newborns. You buy something called rags in a box at Home Depot. They are durable and basically act like a cloth rag. Plus, are without chemicals. You buy a box of 100, cut them in half, and keep them handy with some water, and boom, clean baby butts with no rash, no powder necessary. Use a dry one to finish up the job and diaper up that baby. No chemicals, no crying babies, and you can use the leftovers on that kitchen project you've been putting off. So, Roxy, get yourself some rags in a box and give it a shot before you jump full into the bidet. Be sure to report back to the LLP family and Chuck at the same time. Plus, when the box is empty, it's big enough to store those running sneakers. That third wheel chair is getting dusty and growing cobwebs. Although I think I'm I'm brushing them off. Right yeah, now. yeah, hello. I know. Uh, no, what are you talking about? Roxy may need a third or fourth drink to push on. Nailed it. Episode 178, ABTAHS. We will not do better next time. Okay, two things I have. First of all, Littles, cover the kids' ears. Cover the ears. Okay? There's covered? your warning. Good. I'm sorry. Every time he says rags in a box, I just keep thinking of Saturday Night Live. Dick in a box. Oh, I'm sorry. That's all I keep thinking of. Sorry. Okay. That's cover what the you think ears. of? I'm like, what? <laughs> rags in a lot box. of other things that would come to my mind with rags in a box before that. <laughs> <laughs> but then the other thing is, I'm sorry. For your newborn, are you really going to go shop at Home Depot? Why See, not? I, 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 this cannot be serious. Brandon right. cannot be serious. I'm sure he's going to like flame me on a future email. <laughs> uh, but it's like, yes, I would never go to Home Depot to buy something for my newborn, let alone something that is meant for cleaning up chemical spills and yes, the such exactly. on my baby's fresh bottom. No. All right. I'm going to use a baby wipe. Okay. Exactly. So. Excellent job, Mo. Great so far, job. so good. That was awesome. You're not going anywhere, though, because we got you for another segment. Yes. From your big win from Jingle Fest. Yes. It's so great to have you. We don't have to do this again, Roxy. I think this so. This is a lot of fun. I so, think no, so. I mean, no offense to our right, normal third wheels, but this is a lot of fun. Yeah. So, anyway, but we've got to get to our great Meet the Littles guest. It was such a good time. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. Hi, this is the great Zucchini from Bethesda, Maryland. And you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC 
Podcast Network. This episode by up-and-coming artist Amanda Gabriel. And this song is called What's the Rush? Really like this track, and we're looking forward to what's next from Amanda for sure. If you like what you hear, you can find all her stuff on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you get your music because it's on all streaming platforms. And if you could give her a follow at TikTok and Instagram, that would be great. Her handle over there is at Amanda Gabes. That's A-M-A-N-D-A-G-A-B-E-S. And as always, the most important part is we will play the full song, What's the Rush? at the end of the podcast. All you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the big and Roxy. Yeah, Chuck. I'm really gonna try and keep it together here. Me too. We've this already is been exciting. chatting. We've already been chatting off air, and just to even hear the voice. I know. It's like butter. Mm-hmm. It's like butter. Mm-hmm. Littles, please welcome to the podcast, Steve Sands. Hey, Steve, how's it going? Uh, I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Thanks for having us on. Oh my oh gosh. Oh my gosh, it's this our is pleasure. So exciting. The second brother yes. of the Sands family. Yes. So we're very excited about that. <laughs> But also, just thank you for taking the time. Steve, what we normally like to do is we like to go back. We like to meet you, as we say, meet the littles here. We're meeting the bigs today. And just take us back. Could you introduce yourself to all the loyal littles? Now they all know who you are. But take us all the way back. Where did you grow up? Where did you go to school? Stuff like that. Oh, man. First of all, I'm 54 years old, so my memory's getting a little foggy. Um, <laughs> so I grew up in D.C. on 31st Street in D.C. Uh, and then... You know, around junior high school, uh, my parents decided uh, they wanted us to live in Montgomery County, live, you know, outside the city. Maybe it was schooling, maybe it was a bigger house, whatever it was back then. So to the big protest of my older brother, David, and I, my younger brother and sister, Michael and Michelle, were about almost four years younger than me, mm-hmm. about six years younger than my brother, David. Uh, they were too little. They didn't understand. But my brother, David, and I did not want to go. And we moved out to Rockville, and it was great. Went to Charles W. Woodward High School, uh, which in 1987, when I graduated high school, uh, Woodward closed. It's now reopening. Uh, And I drove by it a couple of weeks ago when our oldest son, Brian, was graduating from Maryland. Uh, We were up for graduation, and we drove by. And the high school is now, it's been bulldozed, and it's now being redone. So there goes all my wide receiving, catching, and touchdown records that (laughs) you know, held for so long. And then I went to college. I went to Colorado State. Um, every friend of mine and I had was going to Maryland. And 
I'm a big Maryland fan. If Maryland played anybody in anything in any sport at any time, I would always root for the Terps. I'm a Terp through and through. But I went to Colorado State uh, in Fort Collins, Colorado. Loved it. It's great. Big supporter of the Rams uh, and all the good folks out there. Uh, and then so I went to all these different ridiculous stops. Uh, Scotts Bluff, Nebraska was my first job. Uh, well, first of all, I was an intern at CNN Sports in 1990 okay. when I was a junior in college. Uh, that was the first time I ever like got to see what sports TV was like. And I just fell in love with it. I'm a big sports fan. All I really care about sports. Uh, I actually wanted to grow up and be Tony Kornheiser or Michael Wilbon. Nice. Yeah. I wanted to be a writer. I wanted to be a writer. And that's, you know, back then yeah, there was no internet, there were no cell phones and newspapers were everything. And I would read all the time, every day, every single word that those guys would write and all the other great sports columnists and reporters at the Washington Post. But after my first or second journalism class at Colorado State, a professor named Fred Shook, who's still alive and he's a friend and I love him. Uh, he's in his 80s now. He was the dean of journalism there. He called me into his office and said, yeah, I got good news and bad news. I said, what's that? He said, well, the, the bad news is you're a lousy writer, <laughs> so there's, there's no way there's no way you're ever going to be uh, able to make this a profession or make a living doing it. Uh, the good news is, I think you'd be great for television. And I was laughing. You know, I, I had hair past my shoulders. Um, you know, I was a normal college kid doing really stupid things. You know, um, to myself and to others. <laughs> and. <laughs> I was like, TV? He's like, yeah, because I think you have the sound and the demeanor for it. I really think that, you know, sports is your passion, so go sports, and I think it'll really take you a long way. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I didn't really think much of it. Anyway, I ended up interning at a TV station in Fort Collins, and then I interned at CNN Sports in Atlanta for the summer, and I was like, wow, this is is amazing. You can make a living going to games and talking about sports. Yeah. So anyway, I went back to school. Scotts Bluff, Nebraska was my first real job. Uh, then Oak Hill, West Virginia, Martinsburg, West Virginia, Utica, New York, Richmond, Virginia, Orlando, Florida, the Golf Channel, and then NBC Sport. Wow. And there, there's the uh, truncated Cliff's Notes version. <laughs> now, so you mentioned journalism. So that was your major in college? I was. It was a journalism major. So I was literally, all I really cared about was sports. My mother, who was a high school English teacher uh, and high school PE teacher, uh, when I was growing up, my mother used to joke all the time that if I cared about academics as much as I cared about sports, I could have been somebody. Um, <laughs> and all, all I, all I really wanted to do, uh, was be involved in sports. Like I said, you know, I never thought about TV, never thought about radio, never thought there was no such thing as a podcast or a cell phone or the internet. Um, so really, truly, other than going to games, uh, you would read the newspaper, you would yeah. read Kornheiser and Wilbon and Denlinger and all the, you know, Boswell and all these amazing columnists, you know, Shirley Povich at the Washington Post, and then all the great reporters that they had as well. And I just thought, why don't I do that? Because I get to go to games and write about it. Yeah. Mm. And that's how I ended up going to, to journals. I was, there was an advisor at Colorado State. I wish colleges did this now uh, in universities. At Colorado State when I was there, it was mandatory that once a month, mandatory, that you had to meet with a, an advisor or a counselor mm -hmm. and as a freshman. And basically it was for a couple of things. And now that I'm an adult, you look back on it, you realize what it was. It was a, just to see how you do it. Yeah. You know, you're away from home for the first time, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but also 
what interests you, you know, what route are you taking? How you doing? You know, that kind of stuff. And this woman was just, she was great. And she's like, you know, all you ever do is talk about sports or go to games. And that's all you really think about. Uh, I said, well, that's not all I think about <laughs> as an 18 year old boy. You know, anyway, she was like, I really think you ought to go see this Fred Shook at journalism, you know, the journalism professor and the dean of journalism, because I think that that's the route you really should take. And there you have it. And that's that's how it all uh, kind of came together. Very, wow. very lucky. So this isn't something when you were in high school you ever thought you would do. No, God, no. When I was in high school, all I thought about was trying to be the next Art Monk, you know, be yeah. the next great wide receiver yeah. for the Washington Redskins, now the Commanders. Yeah. Uh, I played football and basketball in high school. Truly, all I ever cared about was sports. Mm-hmm. You know, my family, my, my parents, we went to Maryland basketball games and Skins games and Caps games and Bullets games. and we went to Orioles games or the Nats weren't in town. We had a huge sports family. Everybody played sports. Everybody watched sports. Um, it was just a big part of us growing up and still is a huge part of our family now getting together for games or talking about sports, that kind of stuff. And no, I mean, when you're, you know, when you're in high school, I mean, I I can't speak to you guys, you two do things that are amazing to me uh, in your livelihood. And I don't know if you had that passion when you were a kid, my passion was only sports. And when you realize that you're just not big enough, fast enough, good enough, skilled Mm. enough to be a professional athlete, if you want to be involved in sports, there's got to be another avenue. And I just happened to, I took the circuitous route, but I ended up in television. Yeah. I mean, that is very similar to us because I knew I wanted to do what I do since I was four years old. And it was one of those things where I had to grow tall enough, first of all. Um, And I knew like, that's something that I don't really have control over. So what else in the business and the entertainment can I do? So I started singing and acting as well. But even still, like there is always something to do in this business. So Chuck is a drummer, conductor, but he also stage manages. He just tries to keep working. Well, I just always had an interest in what everyone else was doing. And I when people ask us to mentor these high school kids on, you know, getting into the business, right. I, that's the first thing I tell them. I said, at least take an interest, at least understand what yeah. they do. One tour, I was an assistant props and an assistant sound person. Mm-hmm. Again, just to understand what they do, what they go through yep. on tour, stuff like that. There's so many and different sides to it. So. And it's helped me out later yeah. in life. Mm-hmm. So it's just. It's funny you guys say that. So in sports casting, you know, we're on the air, you know. We go to restaurants, people know who you are. Everybody knows who you are because you're on the air. Right. Right. And I always tell people there are two kinds of people in my profession, in my opinion. There are those who are on air people and only hang out with on air people. And there there are those who are crew people. Mm-hmm. And I think that the people who are crew people are the ones who are the most successful because they understand how much of a team game it is yeah. to put the entire operation together. Yes. I find it fascinating. You know, the sad part about our business is that we get all the glory because we're the ones who are on the air. Mm-hmm. We're the ones speaking to people. We're the ones who are in people's living rooms and in their mm-hmm. family rooms and in their kitchens and in their homes. But it's the people behind the scenes that really truly make it all come together. And I think it's important even now I've been doing it for so long. Every once in a while, I'll just go into the trucks and watch something if i'm not on the show yeah uh, or if i'm not on at that time period or if i have a little bit of a break say at the u.s open for a couple of hours between shifts in the booth mm-hmm. i'll go in the truck and just sit there and watch for 30 minutes because i think it's important that we all know what everybody else does who make this whole thing 
like I said, come together. So kudos to you guys for being, I I also think it's important to be curious and be inquisitive. Uh, I love speaking. I spoke uh, last month to a guy who also listened to the show, Joe Yashiroff, who listens to the Tony Kornheiser show. He's a professor at Maryland. He was a longtime producer, executive producer in DC sports uh, at various stations. And he had me speak to his class at the university of Maryland, uh, the sports journalism class. And I, I do it all the time at different schools. Uh, and I think it's really cool to hear what the kids are thinking, what they're asking, what it's like. You know, you forget when you get to be our age what it's like to be 18 to 22 and wanting to do what we do mm-hmm. as opposed to looking back on what we've done in the rearview mirror. So right. it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's truly we very fortunately during Jingle Fest weekend, you know, a little while back. We, Bonnie Burko hooked us up. Yeah. Uh, we got to go in yeah. and sit in the control room and watch a taping of PTI. That was so cool. Oh, and very cool. Very it was a dream for me because yeah. to watch the director, her, uh, Ashley, I forget her last name, but just watch her call the show because mm-hmm. that's kind of what I do here in New York on live theater shows. Mm-hmm. And it was just, uh, it yeah. was a dream. Yeah. <laughs> it really was yeah. to watch these professionals well, do me, what they let do. Let me and, ask you a question real fast. I literally was just telling my wife, his name is Valerie. I was just telling Valerie the other day that I want to learn an instrument. Oh. And our youngest son just graduated high school, so I've got to start finding out some stuff to do, or else Valerie and I are going to be staring at each other and staring at the walls for (laughs) for days and days. (laughs) So I said to her literally just a couple days ago, hey, I'd like to learn an instrument. What instrument do you think I should learn? And she's like, uh, you know, she went through all these different things. She goes, well, drums would be too loud. That would drive me crazy. (laughs) And I started laughing anyway. So if you were going to pick an instrument to learn at 54 years of age, what would you two advise Mm. some old man who has no music skills whatsoever to try to learn? Okay, well, as a fellow old man, (laughs) honestly, the first one when you started talking, without a doubt, because it's my biggest regret in life, my mom taught piano to all my friends, and I was too stubborn to learn from her. Mm -hmm. And I regret it every day of my life because to me that is the key instrument and as we all know Mr. Tony would love that too I mean think about that in five ten years you could just go to a cocktail bar or something oh I'll jump in and play some songs yeah. and everyone starts singing along it's great that would be my highest that's, what I, told, that's yeah. what I told Valerie I said piano makes the most sense because it's the one where if your kids are getting married or your <laughs> grandkids are getting bar yep. mitzvahed or you're in a bar in New Orleans yep. or it went out in New Orleans they're too good in New Orleans but if you're at some cocktail bar somewhere you could just hop in and be the, the weirdo old man who can tickle the ivory right. a little bit. Right. However, I will say this. That, so that would be my first suggestion. Mm-hmm. But I also know, because I've tried it later in life, and it's for some reason for me, maybe because I play other instruments already, it's frustrating that I can't do it. Yeah. So I get really frustrated quickly. <laughs> so what I was going to say is the other cool, more hip instrument that's very close is guitar. That's what I would say. Yeah. And that's also very cool because, you know, you could be on a campfire. You Mm -hmm. can be in a hotel room after Jingle Fest just hanging out. And all (laughs) of a sudden you break out the guitar and people just start singing along. And you're that's That's a really cool hip type of situation. And I don't know you personally. I wish I did. But the vibe I'm getting from you, I feel like that would be the more. I guess I'm giving you a compliment. You seem very cool and hip, you know, (laughs) you know, from your college experiences and stuff like that. So that would be the other one I would suggest. Wow. Okay. I would also say, go for the drums if you want to. Well, I was going to say, and then if you really want to piss your wife off, my (laughs) other one for that would be like clarinet, oboe, you know, something really obnoxious when you're starting. But guitar and piano are are a solid. So I'm a diehard. So you're saying guitar or 
piano. Yeah, yeah that would be the yeah. two. Because okay. honestly, right. those are the two staples. Well, piano's the staple, and then you can branch off from there almost any way. Right. But, you know, to learn to play multiple notes and rhythms at the same time is right. the key. And right. then you start learning chord structure, and then so then that's what guitar is, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's gotcha. solo classical guitar where you play the melody line, but it's mostly chords. Right. You know, you're accompanying chords and you're right. singing along, right. stuff like that. Well, but, my Valerie said to me, you guys know I'm a Springsteen fanatic with yeah. this work. You know, I'm a Springsteen fanatic for my whole life. And Valerie said to me, literally, I will leave you if you decide to play the harmonica. <laughs> That's another good one. Well, you could also be I like... said to her, I said to put the harmonica, the harmonica is, I can have it in my pocket. Yes. And just kind of tote it around. And if you, you know, if you've had too many beers and feel like saying to the guy on stage, hey, I could kind of add into that, you can make an idiot of yourself doing it to yourself, basically. And she's like, if you play the harmonica in the house, I will leave you. <laughs> Okay, in the house maybe, but if you're out at a bar, at oh a piano gosh. bar, and a guy starts playing Piano Man, and you just whip out yeah. your harmonica, and, and it happens to be in the right, right key, and you start playing along, and the crowd goes nuts, Correct. you're going to be like the rock star, and they're yes. all, yeah, your wife's going to be very impressed. <laughs> Guarantee it. I told her, I, I said, listen, I got news for you. Babies, dogs, and being able to play an instrument are the greatest chick magnets ever. Yep. Yes. I don't want to hear it. Yes. Yep. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. So. Hey, well, listen, that was great. Uh, but we're going to take a quick break because yeah. we've got so much more to get into. Very impressed, okay? And I think the listeners will love the fact that there was one minor U.S. Open reference. Other than that, there was no golf talk. <laughs> None whatsoever. <laughs> That's perfect. I love it. No yeah. golf is perfect. All right. We'll be right back with Meet the Bigs. This is the Royal Littles Podcast with Chuck and Ron. Can we try it once and say Chip and Reggie? This is the Loyal Littles Podcast with Chuck and Doxy <laughs> and, and Keith Ammerman. <laughs> Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And Roxy, how freaking lucky are we? This is amazing. We have That's Steve it. Sands with us. Yep. And I have to ask this because, you know, we chat off air. We've, having, we've been having a great time off air. And you mentioned because a lot of I think maybe a lot of Littles don't know this. You like all sports. You cover all sports. Mm -hmm. But obviously, we know you as Tony's golf guy, one of Tony's golf guys. (laughs) And, you know, that's normally all you talk about with him on the air. But I, of course, I'm not going to save this for the fun, dumb questions, Roxy. I just need to know. So out of all the stuff you've done in your career, and I apologize because I know this is going to be a very tough question. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know if you've heard, but Tony was in the end zone for the Flutie play. uh, And you probably haven't heard this because you don't listen to us, but... I was lucky enough to be there for Jeter's 3,000th. So wow. we get to tote those things. Now, I'm going to say top three because I'm sure you have so many. And, and they can be golf. It's okay. We'll mention <laughs> golf here. But what are your, like, top three live moments that you got to witness in person? All right. First of all, uh, I listened to your guys' show. So I did oh. know that you were at Jeter's 3,000th. <laughs> um, I get a lot of shit for that. They're like, okay, if we hear that uh, one more time. I know. <laughs> And, and it's every bit of an honor for to be on your show as it is to listen to your show. Uh-huh. Um, my favorite moments I've ever witnessed in my life in sports uh, was the championship game at RK Stadium with the Cowboys and Skins. The Skins go to the Super Bowl for the first time under Joe Gibbs. Uh-huh. That was the one that famously where the, the stands were shaking at RFK Stadium. Uh-huh. Uh, my older brother David and I were in the stands. Uh, my mom and dad were there. 
And that was, to me, the most exciting moment. Now, maybe that's because I was 13, 14 years old. Yeah, I was going to say, you had to be young. You know, the first time getting to the Super Bowl. But it was a home game, and it was against Dallas. And the entire city was absolutely electric, you know, waiting for the game. And then the Skins came up big and won. And then they went on to win the Super Bowl. So that was my f- number one, uh, I think, by far. The second coolest moment uh, I've ever been to in my life in person was game four of the Stanley Cup finals in 2018 when the Caps beat the Vegas Golden Knights mm. to take a 3-1 lead in the series before going to win the Stanley Cup nice. uh, a couple of days later in Las Vegas in game five. But the building, if you've never been, you two or any other, your your audience, if you've never been to a Stanley Cup playoff game, to me, it's the most electric atmosphere you can really? you can find in sports. And if you're lucky enough to go to a Stanley Cup final game in your own building and your team plays well and wins like we did, mm-hmm. that was absolutely incredible. You've never heard noise that loud in your life. I mean, you're talking about a team who you grew up watching who had never won a title, who had been to the cup final once before. Uh, and it came up big. So between the Skins championship game against the Cowboys and game four of the Stanley Cup final in 2018, those would be top two. I could think of countless other Skins games. I've been to countless other events. But I would say, you know, seeing Maryland win the national championship, you know, beating Indiana, which is ironic because our middle son now goes to Indiana oh. and I actually wear an Indiana t-shirt around just because of him, <laughs> even though I loathe Indiana basketball. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, but we love, you know, blood is thicker than sports. Yep. So you got You got to do it. But I-, I would say those three, Maryland winning the national championship in basketball, the Caps Stanley cup run uh, and the skins first run when they beat Dallas yeah. uh, in the NFC championship game at RFK. Those are my top three of all time, but working wise is totally different, but just as a fan, those sure. would be the three. Wow. And we share one of those because Keith smart from the corner. I was in eighth grade going to school in upstate New York. Mm-hmm. So there you go. I get it. I totally get it. And how cool is that? We, when I asked the question, I wasn't even thinking that way, but right. how cool that you got to share that with your family, with your family, mm-hmm. you know, like that's oh, such yeah. a great yeah. memory. Mom and dad, my brother. Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah, it was very, very cool. Very, very lucky. Okay. All right. Now let's shift to one of the main reasons we do this podcast <laughs> is the relationship with Tony. Now you already kind of started saying, oh, I grew up reading them in the paper and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But when was the first time you actually got to make a connection with Tony? And then how did that relationship blossom to now being on his podcast all the time? Right. Yeah. So, you're, you know, D.C. is is an interesting city in, in a lot of regards. I mean, people think of it as politics and, and all those kinds of things. But, you know, it's, it's a small, big city, especially when you're a local. You know, there's so there are a lot of transients, a lot of people come in and out of D.C. because of the nature of what takes place in the city. But for those of us who were born and raised there, you know, Local is really, really important to us. And Tony is from New York, but he's such an icon in Washington Mm. because of how great a writer he was at the Washington Post. And not just because of his sports writing, but because of his style section, Sunday style section column. Uh, There's so many things that he's done in that city that made him so big in that town. And so when you grow up there and then you end up getting into sports, your circles kind of align a little bit, which mm-hmm. is bizarre. Uh, and then 
you know, some of the people I've met in my life, it's outrageous because of this profession and Tony would be one of them. And I went on his radio show before he had his podcast. And then all of a sudden he became bigger uh, with his radio show and then the PTI and then the podcast and then Monday Night Football and all these different things that he's done in his career. And we met years and years ago. I was on his show. uh, And then all of a sudden things kind of came together between big events in Washington that I would go to big sporting events that I was either covering or just going to as a fan, mm-hmm. kind of reaching out and saying, Hey, are you going to be there? And then we'd end up grabbing dinner or we'd end up grabbing a drink or whatever it was. And all of a sudden you realize, boy, I grew up a couple of blocks from where you live. You go to the store where my father started the store, you know, 60 years ago yeah. and all mm-hmm. this stuff. And then we really became close. This is going to make you laugh. This is so Tony. <laughs> we really became close when if you've ever been to Calvert Woodley and you've ever been to La Cheeserie and all those mm-hmm. things, which my father and my brother get the biggest kick out of between your show and Tony's show, it's ridiculous what's <laughs> taking place with that thing. Um, they're still trying, my dad and my brother are still trying to figure out how to monetize the attention. <laughs> they can't figure out how to monetize it uh, other than the fact that they're just getting attention from the littles and yeah. from you guys and from Tony. But anyway, the parking is tight at Calvert Woodley. Yeah, it is. And as you know, Tony is incredibly particular when it comes to his exit strategy uh, and his parking. And Tony called me one time and said, I'm going to go to the store later today. Is there any way that I could possibly have a space saved for me? (laughs) I said, sure. (laughs) And I'm thinking to myself, is Tony effing Kornheiser here? I mean, like, are you out of your mind? Of course. So anyway, I called my dad. My dad's like, my dad was thrilled. I connected them. Next thing you know, my dad and my brother have gotten to know Tony very, very well. You know, not very well, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Gotten well as a customer and as he's gone to some dinners of theirs, uh, that kind of thing. And that was pretty much the first time I remember, like, speaking to Tony about anything other than just sports and being on the air and just life and kids and all kinds of stuff. Uh, and then we just became closer and closer. And, you know, he's a friend. He's a uh, he's a legitimate friend. I find it amazing that I'm friends with a guy like that. And mm-hmm. I realize the only reason I am friends with a guy like that is because of the career path that we both took. But I, I don't take it for granted. Uh, I, I love the guy. He is as genuine as can be. He is as generous as can be. Uh, he is a warm, warm man who is just amazingly talented. I know you two know this and I know the audience knows it, but there is an amazing subtlety to what he does and what he brings to every single medium he's ever been on. Mm. Uh, he's a, he was a world-class writer. He was a world-class broadcaster, a world-class podcaster. I mean, he is literally just a gifted, gifted man, but he's also a better human being. And we've become friends and, I, and I'm forever grateful for it. Wow. Where's the I, tissues? I know, right? Roxy, I'll get <laughs> you some tissues. So uh, it's so well, and it's true. <laughs> yeah. I, I, from yeah. what I know, like yeah. I've only met him once in person and I was so just fanboy that I didn't really, can you please? Oh, sign no, my you book? can be fanboy. You can be fanboy. <laughs> and let me tell you, I love the guy. He's one of the most bizarre people you'll ever meet in your life. Yeah. But you, you will, to know him is to love him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and everyone around him loves him yeah. and as they should and he, and he by the way gives that love right back he's a, he's a very 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 good guy yeah. yeah now if i may this might be a little weird and i think you knew right away that this wasn't going to be the track but do you ever think about 
how your life would have been if you went in another direction, like your brother, Michael, who we've had on the podcast. Like if you just started doing stuff with your dad at the store mm-hmm. and then maybe you and your brother would be like two brothers, you know, wine store, yeah. you know, whatever, obviously huh. it'd be the same name. But right. do, do you ever think of that stuff? Like what if your life went in a different direction? You know, the only time I really think about my life or career, that kind of thing, my, our kids are now 22, 20 and 18. So they're, they're in that kind of mode of, Hey, what do we want to do? Hey, what's going to go on in our lives? That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And we share that with them. We're all very close. We talk about it a bunch and they'll find their path. I mean, they're, they're, sure. everybody's path somehow, even if it's, a, even if it's a rocky one, you know, it, eventually most people find their way. Right. The only time I really think about, I, I just can't imagine having a real job. <laughs> I just can't imagine <laughs> yes. ever, thank you yeah. ever, I just can't imagine, you know, how people go through their daily lives doing something, A, that they don't particularly like or have passion for, but also just punching the clock and trying to get to five or six o'clock and get out of there. I'm just so lucky and and thankful. Literally, I, I know there's a lot of hard work involved, but I'm also a big believer that luck has a lot to do with it. Now, you can make a case that luck is the residue of hard work, but to me, You've got to be really fortunate to just find something that you like and then somehow make a career of it. I remember as a kid stocking shelves in my dad's liquor store. And I worked at a gas station. I worked at a Sparrow pizza place in a mall. I delivered stuff at my dad's store. I stocked shelves at my dad's store. I did all kinds of jobs like that. Waited tables, delivered pizzas, bartended, all that kind of stuff. And I remember thinking, man, I do not want to have a real job here. Yeah. Like, who wants to do this for the next 45 years? Yeah. Right. And and I somehow have been able to skate by here in the last 33. If we can get about 10 or 12 more, that'd be really great. If you guys could arrange that, that'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, and our, we're in the same boat. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I thought I always thought the same thing. Yeah. yeah. And people don't understand our schedule. Like right. when I was on tour, I say this all the time, you know, our, our travel day, Monday to the next city yeah. was our quote day off. Right. And to me right. though, the exchange was that Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm working three hours. I'm right. doing, I'm playing right. a show and right. then I get to go home. I get to spend right. all day, you know, so there's trade-offs, yeah. but yeah. I mean, I, I've definitely had moments where having, having job security would be nice. Yeah, that's um, true. But sure. I also, I look at all these other op- possible jobs that I could maybe do. And I'm like, ugh, I don't want to yeah. do that. That's, ex- that's exactly right. I, I remember I was in Utica, New York, and this is 1994. And I got a job offer in Richmond, Virginia, at the mm-hmm. NBC affiliate in Richmond, Virginia. And one of the, now I was 25 years old at the time. And so you're young and you're single and no, nothing matters. And the money doesn't matter. Life right. doesn't matter. Nothing matters. One of the caveats to the job was I remember thinking, you know, sports is at night. I'm a night guy. I, I don't I don't like waking up early. I don't do anything early in the morning. I just can't stand early morning. Yes. Um, <laughs> that kind of thing. You know, obviously you have to at certain events, certain sporting events, the Olympics, those kinds of things. You, you do all kinds of different things. But for the most part, sports is played not at 7 a.m. And one of the things about the job in Richmond, Virginia, and it's my father used to say to me all the time, it's interesting uh, on people's paths along the way that the jobs that they turn down are every bit as important as the jobs they take yeah. because that's the avenue that you might be going on. So anyway, so I get this job offer in Richmond, Virginia, uh, when I was in Utica, New York, 25 years old. One of the things in the job, they wanted me to anchor the sports on Saturday and Sunday nights 
And then this is when morning TV was becoming enormously popular and also enormously profitable for local channels in and around the Today Show, Good Morning America, CBS This Morning, those kind of things. And they wanted a sports guy in the morning live on Mondays and Fridays. Mm -hmm. And they always wanted that to be able to, usually you would tape sports at night and then throw a little two or three minute segment in the morning show. The news anchors would say, okay, here's Steve from the sports from last night. Boom. Cause there's nothing going on at 7am. Hmm. This station wanted me live Ugh. on Monday morning. So I would anchor the 11 o'clock, six and 11 o'clock sports on Sunday night. And then on Monday morning, we'd be live Ugh. at 5am. Leading up to the Today Show at seven o'clock. Yep. Basically, literally, for three straight years, I took a red eye every single Sunday night, <gasps> essentially, and was up all night on Sunday night for three straight years. Wow. And I remember my dad saying, but I'm not saying that to make you feel sorry for it. I'm saying it's part of the job and part of the journey. Right. And I remember my parents used to say, well, you must really like this if you're doing this. Yeah. And I said, hey, it never bothered me at all. I would, I would go to, you know, I'd get back into my apartment about 745 or eight o'clock in the morning. I'd sleep for four or five hours. You'd feel like crap on Monday, uh, but it didn't matter. You were doing sports and you were making a living and it yeah. didn't really matter. You're young and dumb and you know, whatever. And to me, that's just not reality. And I don't mean the hours or the job. I just mean being in sports to me. I've never had a job in my life, yeah. you know, I've never really worked in my life. You love it and you're involved in it. And even last week when I was at the U S Open, two weeks ago at the U S open, I remember thinking, man, I'm walking around the U S open. I mean, we're, we're coming on the air on the U S open. Like, what am I doing here? Right. And I've been doing it a long time. So you've, you've got to be lucky in life. Uh, if you find something you enjoy, find something you're passionate about, uh, would job security be great, Roxy? Absolutely. Absolutely. But, you know, it comes with the territory. Yeah, exactly. It's high risk, high reward. Yep. High risk, high reward. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Wow. Well, Steve, we can't thank you enough. This has been so amazing. Now, I know you know this. We're known as the Fun and Dumb Podcast. Right. So we're going to have some fun and dumb questions. We hope that's okay. <laughs> I just want to know which one of you is fun, which one of you is dumb. <laughs> oh, that's the <laughs> easiest question you'll hear all day. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get emails. Not that we need them. Not that we need we them. Little. They know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Chuck's the dope. We know that. Yeah. Okay. All right, Roxy, what's first? Let me, hey, can oh. I ask you guys, before we do the yeah, next sure. segment, can I ask you guys a question? Sure. How did you guys, you guys asked me how I met Tony, and I, there's really no specific answer to it because we just kind of morphed its way over into years. Right. So I didn't mean that to be such a long answer mm -hmm. uh, because there's really no specific moment. But you two and, and the Littles, my wife follows you guys on Twitter and all that kind of stuff. She finds the whole thing fascinating like <laughs> most people. What is it about Tony's show that drew you to it? What is it about the subject matter that makes you feel uh, so connected? Well, if I may, I'm older. Mm -hmm. You know, I just turned 50. We, all the Littles know that. And uh, you're, I, you're a pup. I'm a pup. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I've always been just drawn to the old man get off my lawn yeah those are the the stories <laughs> that we want to like and that's when i'll bring roxy in okay because right. Ro full disclosure roxy doesn't a, listen to the podcast I'm not a, no. you're gonna listen next time steve's on the, but yes the littles uh, think differently but i am still not actually a little but through this right. podcast i've graduated up to the term fun sized <laughs> um <laughs> so i think that's where i'm gonna stay for a while but, but anytime um, there's something 
just different yeah, on his podcast. Not Basically, not sports. sports. Really. I mean, I love sports, but I don't necessarily understand all the talk about it. But the random stories, the the Burger King thirteen seventy two, cre- yeah, the burger or whatever, the water bill story. Um, you know, right. all these just stories. I find hilarious. He's such a good storyteller. He is yeah. that it just yeah. you, you, you just, want to listen. You you latch on and you just mm-hmm. can't wait. And then of course, I love it when he does like him in parts, and then you're like, oh, I can't wait for the next episode because yeah. I know he's good. There's going to be an update. Right. You know. Kind kind of thing, those, the parking garage, you know, all those stories. I think he's almost, I I wouldn't, I I think Jerry Seinfeld's a genius and I I don't like saying genius, you know, spreading that word too much, but I think Tony's like a Seinfeld light Mm -hmm. because he just makes things so normal. When you listen to these stories, Burger King, the water bill, that's what we do every day. Like normal stuff. You don't think of well-known people, stars or people in his stratosphere as having these normal mundane type of tasks each day, like everybody else does. But man, he, he brings them to light. I I just think the way he just speaks. So he's so transparent. Uh, And I know some people in his family aren't necessarily uh, fans of that, (laughs) but, but I think, I think that that's one of the things that's made him so successful and connecting to people like the three of us and the audience who's listening to you guys right now. It's just, He's just great, man. The whole show, the whole group of them, yeah. oh. how it all comes together. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's fun. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It is. it is. And I did not understand at first. Chuck and I met almost 11 years ago, and I was very confused for a while, especially in the summer when Tony would take a break, why Chuck would go into this deep, dark depression. <laughs> and I'm like, it's just a podcast. What is What's wrong the big with deal? You? What's the big deal? But I understand. But like, I he's understand. part of your daily routine. Yes. And... You know, it's just when it's not there for two months straight, yeah. you just you're like, whoa. Yeah. 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 It's like you. Yeah, it's cool. yeah, it's like a relationship, and they break up with you. That's that was what I felt like. <laughs> Even though I know he's coming back Every to me year. in September, <laughs> you know, it was just always just oh, depression mode for me. So anyway. I have I have told Tony many many times, many 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 times. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how you feel. You cannot end the podcast. Yeah. yeah. You can't. Nope. Yeah. I, I, you just can't do it. There's too many people who rely on you. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> Which I'm sure laugh. is a little... It's like, oh, they rely on me to what? Take yeah. A nap? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, my god. To gosh. get us through our day. Yes. Whether it's the commute or whatever. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It is a lot of pressure, but we love him for He's it. He's doing so. great. <laughs> All right. You want to start, Roxy? Okay. What is the one food you could never bring yourself to eat? Ooh, cooked carrots. Cooked carrots. That's oh. a good one. I love carrots, okay. but I can't eat cooked carrots. I can't do soft and orange. I love baked potatoes. Can't do so, uh, sweet potatoes. I can't stand sweet potato pie. Can't stand love French fries. Can't do sweet potato fries. I love carrots. Can't do oh. cooked carrots. Cooked carrots are disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Love it. Hey, what's the one movie you love so much that you know you will be best friends with another person just by them loving it as well? Can I do a tie? Sure. A few sure. Good men and Shawshank Redemption. Yes. Excellent. Excellent choices. Roxy's like shaking her laughing because she knows how much I love those movies. Yep. Problem with those two movies, though, is, you know, you get to be my age and you got to, you know, wake up in the middle of the night to go take a pee. You turn on TNT and all of a sudden it's 312 in the morning. Yep. And that, that movie's on. You're up all night. You're done. Yeah. yeah. You got to watch. You got, you yeah. You stay. Watch. <laughs> yep. Whenever those movies are on. Even if it's on a channel where there are commercials, yep. you have to watch both yeah. of those movies. Absolutely. They're the best movies ever. <laughs> All right, Roxy, let's do some rapid fire. All right. Coke or Pepsi? Pepsi. Smooth or crunchy peanut butter? Crunchy. Yes. 
Star Wars. But with strawberry preserves, no grape jelly. That grape jelly's nasty, man. <laughs> you got to have strawberry preserves. You the do grape not want to look in my fridge. Eat it, Roxy. <laughs> well, well, I mean, the, the two things you can't have in a fridge are grape jelly. They, they, it's just weird. It's just a weird consistency. I don't, I don't like it. And French's mustard. Hey, hey, get out <gasps> of here. Those are my favorites. <laughs> but Sorry, Roxy. But anyway, okay. sorry, we digress. Crunchy peanut butter. Go ahead. All right. Star Wars or Star Trek? Oh, Star Wars by far. All right, last one. Uranus jokes, not funny or never not funny? They're always funny. They're like the noise a ketchup bottle makes when it gets real low and you're a grown man and you still laugh at the farting noise. <laughs> if, if, you don't la- if you don't laugh at Uranus jokes, you're just not a grown man. Like, you, you have to giggle like you're a little schoolboy. Uh, with the Uranus jokes. Always funny, every time. Love it. I'm Love a man. That, I'm 40. That's, that's a what great, I mean. no, that's a great, exactly. Yeah, yes. that was a great comparison. I love that. That is. Mm-hmm. Well, Steve, we've taken way too much of your time. We can't thank you enough for coming on to meet the Littles. Now, let's plug everything. What do you have to plug? How can people get in touch with you? How can we follow you on social media? Stuff like that. What do I have to plug? I've got nothing. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I'm here at the beach, kind of overlooking the ocean. Uh, I'll be, uh, you know, sipping a few drinks later today. But uh, you want know, you wanted me to plug something? I do not. You guys made me feel uncomfortable talking about myself this whole time because I'm not really like that. I don't like doing that. But I will plug one thing for you. Okay. Today is my 25th anniversary to the greatest woman I've ever met, Valerie Sands. Oh, wow. Happy anniversary. Yes, happy anniversary. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And you know what? There's nothing that says romance like spending it with you two. (laughs) (laughs) I was just thinking that actually we did a podcast on our wedding day, believe it or not. And people were like, are you insane? (laughs) You know, and I'm sitting here like, what is she thinking? Like, you're going to do what? It's our anniversary and you're going to talk to them about what? You know, kind of thing. So, (laughs) oh my gosh, that's funny. Well, and thank you again for coming on the Loyal Littles podcast. And as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? Oh, the most important thing is two fly. All right. Yes. If you've ever traveled, if you ever traveled to hotels and you get the single fly, that spodes a lot of trouble, man. Yep. There's a yep. lot of trouble involved with single fly toilet paper. Uh, I would go under. I, I think it's. I think it's called under. I want the toilet paper to have the opening or the, the sheet that you're pulling in front of you and going down towards the floor. Oh, that's so that over then. Over. I, don't know. I think that's over. That's over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Over. Yeah. yeah. Even if it, if it rolls down. Well, they both would roll down. Yeah, it's just if it's coming at you or going away from you. Yeah. Yes, coming at you. Both would be rolling down, yes. But I mean coming at you. That's yes. Right. Okay, so that's over. That's over. Whew. You scared me there for a second. Coming I got at excited you, for a second. Two-ply, <laughs> two-ply Charmin Ultra Soft. Man. Okay. Right. It's got to be two-ply it's got to be soft. Yes. All right. Love it. All right. Well, Steve, thanks again for coming on to Meet the Littles. We really appreciate you taking the time. We know they're going to love it. Of course, anytime. My honor. My honor. All right, all you loyal listeners. We'll be right back. Hi, Littles. This is Sandra Rohde, and you are listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Actually stand a chance. 
It's time for the Friday Five, Friday Five, oh Friday, Friday Five, the Friday Five, Friday Five, oh Friday, Friday Five, the Friday Five, Friday Five, oh Friday, Friday Five, Friday Five. Bum bum bum. Excellent. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast and our 250th episode. Can't thank Steve Sands enough for coming on to meet the Littles. That was amazing. Amazing. Yes. Such a great time. And like I just said, voice like butter, so mm-hmm. professional. Mm-hmm. Now, we have the perfect third wheel. Again, no offense to Ritz, Simon, Tiny Chuck, Sid, all that. But hello, Mo, the floor is yours. Yeah, well, I mean, I've known Steve Sands since I was like in, I don't know, fourth grade. We went to Hebrew school together growing up. We were confirmed together. I went to his bar mitzvah. Uh, and I knew he was into sports, but we kind of, you know, we lost track uh, after graduating high school. And uh, we reconnected because his sister, so Michael's twin sister, mm-hmm. was in my wife's sorority at University of Georgia. Oh. And oh so gosh. they were friends there. And then another sorority member married a friend of his from his high school, Woodward High School. And so I kind of reconnected with him. I email him with him every so often, you know, show, show him pictures of me at the Calvert Woodley and you know, I was just emailing him uh, at the uh, British Open about how the uh, commanders, we can finally be proud of them again now yeah. that we have a new uh, new ownership here. Right. And I actually took a picture of this front page letter that uh, Tony mentioned on his show that the new owner wrote to the fans. And so I sent him a, a copy of that picture basically as he was still covering the British Open because it was on, it was on Sunday. And uh he was pretty happy to read that. Nice. That's so, I love That's it so cool. when a plan comes together, Roxy. Yes. I mean, this all goes back to like, literally, this was going to happen last week or the week before. Yep. And you came up with the idea of, of hey, let's we, wait for 250th. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. And then we happen to get to Steve Sands for our 250th. Right. Someone who went to his bar mitzvah is our third wheel. Yes. Who wins the raffle. <laughs> yes. I don't know. It's just crazy <laughs> how things happen. I Littles, we did not know that. No, we didn't. We did not know that until we started recording moment. this morning. I mean, this is that was crazy. That's great. So anyway, all right, let's get to the Friday Five. We should say that these are from Jolene Wojcik. Episode 40. Episode 40, who did hook us up, so we really appreciate that. We do. Uh, and, you know, she's been going through some stuff, so we really appreciate it, and we wish her and her entire family well. Mm-hmm. And we just thank her because yes. she, she hooked us up. So we could do these for our 250th episode. We really appreciate it. Mo, take it away. Question one, what do you do when you can't sleep? Tips for getting a better night of sleep? Okay, so this is mine, right? Yes. Okay, all right. I don't sleep well. Don't. (laughs) Okay. I Um, know what you do when you don't sleep. Whoa, Roxy. (laughs) Easy killer. What do I, wait, what do you, go ahead. Answer that. I'd love for you to answer that, actually. You edit the podcast. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's true. I mean, I definitely that may not help him. That may not be a good tip for getting a better night of sleep. And I think Jolene is probably ideas for herself. Right, right. I know. Yeah. No, but all right. So what I usually do actually is when I crawl, I will put a podcast on in my ears. That was my second. I'll try to have people talk me to sleep. So I. I won't say which podcast I listen to because I don't want to make it sound like they put me to sleep, but sometimes they do. And uh, that's all I got, really. Maybe listen to music or something like that. It's also because we live in the city and sometimes in the morning we might hear noise outside. Now, we're lucky. We live in the back, so it's not been a really issue. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it is helpful, you know, to have earphones in your ear, you know. But yeah. yeah, anyway. All right. What's number two? Number two, you are invited to someone's house for a party or potluck and are to bring a little something. What are you bringing? All right. We're all going to do this one, right? Yes. All right. Go um, ahead, Roxy. Yep. So depending on the time of year, if, Don't it's take in, mine. if it's in the summer. She's going to take mine. 
potato salad or cucumber salad, and you can never have too much ice, so I would probably bring <laughs> a couple bags of ice. All right. Um, if it's in the fall or winter, I'd probably bring some bush cookies, fresh made, oh, homemade, good. or a pie, like apple pie or pumpkin pie. Well, Probably I'm, more ice. I'm going <laughs> to jump in and just say mine was the potato salad because you yeah. made such great potato salad. My mom always made great potato yeah. salad, and I'm very thankful for those. So that's what I would always bring. All right, Mo, what do you got? And for me, I mean, it really depends, like, how much I know them, what time of year. Like, I'm yeah. typically I just bring, like, a bottle of red wine, like a Chianti. I really love Chianti's uh-huh. uh, wine from Tuscany. But if it's, like, summer, I'm going to try to grill something. So I might do like a, a side, like I'd make this great charred red onion dip with just red onions charred on the grill or grilled Ooh. corn, nice. um, avocado dip, something like that. In the winter, I'm probably doing like maybe a, like a couscous salad with um, some pine nuts and grapes and parsley and something like that. Okay, you're that's definitely invited to our next podcast. Yeah, I was going to say, or maybe <laughs> Summer Little's next year. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should all be making plans now. You know? Yes. <laughs> all right, what's next, Mo? Next, where in the world would you live for a month, a year, and why? So I'll take this one. Okay. Um, I would live in Italy, maybe somewhere even in Tuscany, which is why I answered the previous question about bringing the wine. Um, <laughs> yeah. I love Italy. I've had the pleasure of going there twice so far. I was actually supposed to have been there earlier this year. Uh, We had to cancel our trip, and and I'm learning Italian on Duolingo. I'm really good on the app, but I don't think I'm really good conversationally yet. So I would just love to live in Italy. And you've got everything there. It's got great food. It's got beautiful sights and history. You've got the beach and the Mediterranean there, but then you've also got the Alps in the north, and they're skiing. So... I'd live there for a month or a year. All right, Paisan. Yes. All right. I actually said that this morning when I read that question. Yeah, she said the same thing. Yep. She was like, yeah, Italy. And he yeah. was like, you've never been. I said, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I know it's going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, all right, what's the next one? Question four. Tell us about a presence of a person, maybe a saint or relative, that you feel. Roxy, you're going to take this one, right? Yes. Yeah. So this one I'll take, I would probably have to say my grandmother. She has, she was the last grandparent to pass. So I've, I was with her the longest she, I should say she was with us the longest. And we always had a special relationship, but with her, her and I had this thing where she would always say she wanted to be a ladybug on the wall, wherever I went. If I went to an audition or was in a rehearsal or something, she would say, oh, I wish I could be a ladybug on the wall, not a fly because flies are ugly. Um, no offense to flies, but <laughs> they aren't nice to look at. So a ladybug. And can, actually- Can we go deep on that <laughs> for a second? Why? <laughs> One thing, I'll never forget about this. I was in summer stock and okay, <laughs> I, I'll tone it down for the kids. But there was a guy, we were on the back deck, and this guy out of nowhere, and I apologize to the religious people, but this guy was just saying, I hate flies. I hate effing flies. He's like, it's the one time that God just effed up. It's like, <laughs> it's proof that we all make mistakes. He's like, it was clearly a mistake. See, I look at cockroaches and like, in that way. It just way. made me laugh because I'm like, I mean, he understands that they feed spiders. Sure, and this sure. Whole this, you know, whatever. Yeah, but it just, just made me laugh. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, it's proof that we yeah. all F up. Yeah. We all make mistakes. <laughs> well, but anyway, Sorry. so actually last week I had gotten some strawberries. They were in the fridge for a couple of days. Finally, I pulled them out. I went to wash them. And there was a ladybug on my strawberries, like in oh. the container with the strawberries. I guess it was there the whole time and it was living, literally living in my refrigerator. And so I pulled it out and I see this ladybug. I'm like, oh, grandma. Okay. She's telling me like, 
get a move on these strawberries or yeah. they're going to go bad. So yeah. I did. I released it outside, but it was just like kind of a sweet moment. It made me think of her. All right. Yeah. Great. All right, Mo, what's the last one? We're all doing this one. Number five, who is your celebrity crush? All right. Are we going to mix it up, Roxy? Chuck, you want to go? Well, I was going to say, we. this is one of our questions normally. So yeah, we've mentioned we, it Not before. every episode, obviously, but we we do it. We, we like the leads on FBI, yeah, but the I FBI was going to mix leads. it up a little bit. All right, bit. you mix it up. Go ahead. I'm going to stick with mine. Okay. I, so <laughs> I'm going to tell your boy that you're like two-timing him here, but okay, go ahead. Okay. Ryan Reynolds. Oh, yeah. I love him. I forgot He's about, great. Forgot about He's that so one. funny, and he can sing. He's uh, great. All right, sure. Love not it. Tom Cruise? Yeah, I know, right? Definitely not Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> Never, ever Tom Cruise. <laughs> all right, Mo, close it out. Who you got? You know, I'm just going to go with an old standby, uh, Jennifer Aniston. Okay. She was just always a celebrity crush yep. back sure. in the Friends time. And yep. I don't know that I have any others right now, so I guess she's still there. Cool. Excellent. All <laughs> and right. you're sticking with yours. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't remember her name. But. Um, she plays Maggie on <laughs> FBI. I mean, I like OA on FBI. I mean, there's too, really no need to know her name. It's not, you know, it's not like it's going to happen <laughs> or anything. So, you know, so <laughs> I'd start getting worried, Roxy, if, you, if I started learning her name. So yeah. you're like, hey, That's wait, fine. what's up? What up? I know you're not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not going anywhere. All right. Well, Mo. Thank you so much. This so has been much so fun. much fun. We appreciate you taking I, the time. I am so honored. Thank <laughs> you so much for including me in episode 250. This has been so special. So I'm so lucky. And uh, thank you again to Dina for <laughs> finally remembering that I was the one. Yeah, that right. Won. Right. Well, I was going to say Mo. We didn't and really have a choice. Thank you for doing the raffle. <laughs> I was going to say we didn't really have a choice here. So yeah, you, know, yeah. you, won, you won fair and square. Oh, so we yeah. couldn't like say uh, you know anyway. And uh, we, d- we do remember it was uh, Smitty Scoop, right? Mm-hmm. And Neil from Rockville. Yeah. Those were the other two. That question. That, that yes. we question. So yeah. we're going to get them back on for like five mediocre minutes or yes. something like that because we felt bad. Because yeah. I, I mean, Patrick really thought he won, I think. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, it was like, no, 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 you didn't win. I was like, oh, I felt oh, so bad. No. So anyway. Yeah. I still don't understand how that happened. I don't know. I don't either. He, I don't either. Enough, he, had, he was there. Yeah, he was there. Yeah. So maybe he read the ticket number wrong or I something. D- yeah, I don't well, know. It was an honest mistake. No one else was. Or maybe he knew what he was doing. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Come on. But Mo, we're so glad that you won. Thank you for entering into our yes. raffle. And most important, because all the proceeds went, went to, to Rocco's Warriors. Warriors. So yeah. thank you for supporting that great cause. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and congratulations. This yeah. has been a lot of fun. Excellent. All right. And of course, thank you, Steve Sands. Yes. Episode 250. Maybe he'll write into TK about that. Maybe. Episode 250, Steve Sands. How mm-hmm. great is that? So that's another brother. I think that's the first brother combination. I think we've so. Because we've mm-hmm. had sisters. Yep. Right? Yep. Oh, wait. Am I forgetting yeah. one? Jolene and Sandra. No, no, of we've course, also had mother daughter. Yes, we have mother daughter. Um, we have not had father son. But w- are we sure we didn't have brothers? Had, we Am have I forgetting not had one? brother brother. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Well, he also. Did you have father daughter? Father, daughter? No. No, I don't think so. I thought there was somebody. Anyway. Well, we had mother, daughter. I know that. Right. Yes. Yeah. We're probably being dopes and we're going to get emails, but that's okay. It'll (laughs) give us something to read on the next episode (laughs) for hopefully the next 250. So, all right. Remember, if you need self-care. Yes. Go to modernselfcare.us. Thanks to Amanda Hallam two episodes ago. And Roxy doesn't want to do that math. I believe it's 248. 248. It says it right here on my screen. Anyway. She is gracious enough to offer 20% off anything on her website. Anything I think she on said. her website yeah. using the code, our code, LLPOD. Right. Okay. And as always, remember if you need a book, go to aaronsbooks.com. And in the comments section, Mo, what do they put? LLPOD. He's a pro, Roxy. He's a pro. <laughs> Bye. It's Tony Effen Kornheiser. Yeah.
Loyal Littles Podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles Podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Nailed it. Oh, yeah.